Welcome to the Life in Deep Ellum podcast, exploring the sacred in art, faith, and community. Sometimes we all get to start to thinking that wisdom is this fancy academic thing that's inaccessible to us, that we have to study or go to school for a long time or be richer or fancier or more popular than we really are to know about the goodness and the truth and the wisdom of God. We make the gospel pretty complicated, that there's all these certain doctrines we have to know and follow, that there's rules we have to get right. And a lot of religious leaders make the wisdom of God something so lofty and unattainable. But since the beginning of the early Christian tradition, Paul has been challenging this idea that wisdom is unattainable and lofty and out of our reach. He says this, where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. Now, what does that mean? That sounds like a mouthful. Come on, Paul, get to the point. He gets a little clearer. He says, for Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. This is is the important part. I really want you to get this part. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. There's so much paradox in the gospel. And this is one of those instances where we learn about true wisdom from Paul. It turns out that the Greeks were looking for a very philosophical and rational, a rational sort of uh, miracle from about salvation, that salvation would be something very logical. And the Jews, as Paul says, were looking for signs or miracles or big grandiose evidence that God came down from the sky and was very impressive and powerful and mighty as a king and a ruler and would smite all the others who disobeyed. But what Paul is saying is that Christ crucified is the wisdom of God, a vulnerable, suffering God a God who came close to us, a God who entered into the world and took on suffering to the point of death. That's wisdom. What looks like weakness is, in the light of God, strength. And what looks like foolishness through the lens of God is wisdom. God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. People like Mary, nobodies in the ancient Near East, 
become the ones who bear the Messiah. Those who are poor and without social status become important. Everything is flipped on its head in this upside down kingdom. And the wisdom of God often looks like foolishness. So how is this gonna affect your life? What does it matter? It means that our job here at Life in Deep Ellum is to be about the wisdom of God. And that means we might feel foolish and we might feel weak. And that means we're actually closer to wisdom than farther away. When we feel weakness, we are closer to strength because God's strength and wisdom look different than human strength and wisdom. And thanks be to God for that. If we were always looking to human understanding, to human ways of understanding the world, we wouldn't get very far. And if we look around, the world is always telling us what we should think, what we should buy, what we should care about. Influencers think they're pretty wise because they've got brand deals and partnerships. Corporations think they're wise. Governments think they're wise. But what about the wisdom of God? What does God say matters? It's such good news that a man named Jesus who walked this earth and ultimately died out of love for us is the best picture of God's glory. That gives us so much permission to be human. It gives us permission to be vulnerable. It gives us permission to experience our suffering as humans and know that God is in that too. Verse 30 in chapter one says, he is the source of your life in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God. If that's not the incarnation, I don't know what is. You want wisdom? You want something really impressive? Greek philosopher? You want a majestic sign from God? Do you want a miracle? Well, God has one. Jesus became wisdom for us so that we could know God better. And so now is the really hard task. It's not easy at all. It means we will all have to work together. We've got to start figuring out what that wisdom is asking us to do. How will we live? How will we be transformed by this wisdom of Christ? By the wisdom that became flesh, that put skin on and had bones and conversations and hopes and dreams. How will we find that wisdom in our midst here and go where it leads? Go where it asks us to go. Serve who it asks us to serve. Advocate for who it asks us to advocate for. Believe 
in who it asks us to believe in. Wisdom looks foolish. I know the story when I, when I came here, it was one of the stories that I loved the most that the Dallas Observer in 2006, human wisdom said, Deep Ellum is dead. And what did, you have to remind me because I, I can't quite remember. What, what happened again? What did, what did life in Deep Ellum say? I cannot hear you. You're going to have to be way louder. No. Yes. And that's what wisdom sounds like. And don't you think that may have sounded a little foolish when there weren't high rises around here yet? It wasn't trendy. There wasn't the Crosby and the Case building and all these cool places. And yet we decided to proclaim the wisdom of God in our weakness, in our foolishness. That's what wisdom feels like. It feels like a little bit of a risk. But it's not risky, as risky as we think. Because it comes from God. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for our children We thank you for the sounds they make, for the ways they enliven us and remind us of all the phases of life. Help us to be good stewards of your love to them, oh God. Help them to grow up and be raised up in a community in which they feel important and valued and cared for. We thank you for your wisdom that became flesh. Oh God, we thank you. We thank you that there is no book or doctrine or tradition that is as important as your living son. Make him the center of our church and help us to follow him wherever he asks us to go, even when we feel foolish. Help us to always remember that the foolishness of humans is wisdom in your eyes. Amen. Mm-hmm.